Besiyat Dishmaya, we are continuing the sugya of Einos Tevorim that we started yesterday. Very, very, very important, crucial halachas, crucial halachas. And yesterday we actually got through some practical examples of what is considered to be Einos Tevorim. And we gave examples, just to give you a little bit of a chazara. I am hoping very much that most of you did think about this during the day, not just during Shea in the walls of this, of this wonderful Sherim, but also outside the Sherim as well. We gave examples of embarrassing people, mentioning people's past, hurtful facts about someone or his family, pouring salt on an open wound, a snide remark, nicknames, asking someone a question he cannot answer, and spreading false rumors. Okay, those are the examples that we gave yesterday. What I want to go through now is uh, some more examples, and we'll finish off the subject, Be'ez Hashem, and uh, start a brand new a topic within Ben Olam obviously, next year. So, let's move on. Okay. This is an interesting one, because this is something that most people do not uh, categorize as Oynas Tavarim, but unfortunately, for us, it is. And now you say, unfortunately, for us, it's because it's just too common. It's just things we do with the whole time. There's a mode of Chassam Soifa. The Chassam Soifa is brought in Chayshem Mishpat Simon Kuf Ayin Vov that brings down a shayla that basically refers to practical jokes. Okay? Practical jokes are things that unfortunately many of us um, are busy with. And it's exactly that. It's a practical joke. What's the big deal? Well, who cares? Come on, he knows I'm joking, yeah? Practical jokes are often, as they say, funny for everyone but the victim. Right? It's funny for everyone, and even sometimes the victim will laugh, but he's only laughing just to get off the embarrassment, or just to be, you know, you know, uh, just not to be part of, you know, the party pooper. But at the end of the day, it can be very upsetting for him. And generally, the victim is pain at the expense of other people's entertainment. It's nice to get other people to laugh. It's a beautiful thing to get other people to be happy. But don't use somebody else as the excuse, or as the focus of entertainment, to get everyone else happy. That is a wrong thing to do. And that is called a nostrum. Let me give you an example. What do we mean? What is included in um, what we're saying of practical jokes? For example, imagine if um, you say to someone, let's say, you know, you say to someone you know is good at cleaning, oh, where can I get a cleaning lady from? Now, if you would ask someone who has a cleaning lady for, have they got spare hours to work for you? I hear but in a situation where you're referring to the person you're talking to as a cleaning lady, and you're saying, oh, where do you know I can get a good cleaning lady from? And again, as I said, by the way, sometimes your tone of voice or the gesture of your face, can, the expression of your face, can often very much lend to be whether what, the, what this is, because she's going to be very embarrassed, because everyone's going to be like, oh, are you a cleaning lady? Right? That's a very embarrassing thing to do. Oh, it's a joke. Come on, what's the big deal? Right? Again, it's a practical joke which often is at the expense of somebody's feelings. Don't do it. Think about someone's feelings. Think about the power of your words. Think about how someone will... You know, think about what happens if they do that to you. And that's a very big thing. What would you have... What would happen? What would you feel if someone did that to you? Often, you wouldn't feel too good about yourself. You'd be very upset with that person. You may not say it. You may not express it. You may never say it. But ultimately, you feel bad. Like, come on, why do you have to do that to me? It's really not nice, Okay. Another example, this one, by the way, is a very interesting one. Again, I don't know how many people would know this. The Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam brings this one down. Scaring other people is included in a nurse For example, 
you go into someone's room and it's dark and you were very quietly tiptoeing into the room and he's reading a book, whatever it is, he doesn't know that you came in and you go, boom! And he gets such a shock. That is Oynas Tvarim. Okay, now again, I didn't say anything. But as we've said many times, an Ostrom does not only apply to Dvarim. It applies to anything included in that. Anytime distressing or upsetting someone could be the same thing, and therefore it is a problem. I'll give you an example. Where do, where do we know this from? Did any, can anyone come up with a Raya in the Torah or in Chazal where we see what I'm saying is true? Don't all shout at once. <laughs> So it comes from the Beis Hamikdash. What? That's the hint. Anyone? Yeah. Oh, what was it? You're like, oh, got it. Kaching. What was it? <laughs> Says the Rambam. The Kohen Gadol used to walk around the Beis Hamikdash with bells on the bottom of his clothing. Right? Pomegranate bell. Pomegranate bell. What was the reason for the bells? The reason for the bells were that people should know that he is entering the Mishkan. That he's coming in, his presence should be known. No one should get a shock. Whoa, the Kohen Gadol is here. So therefore he had bells to, in order to notify people. And therefore, what's that? You want to say that? Really? Very nice, beautiful. Okay, Shmuel and Asha came up with the answer, but they didn't want to say it. They were worried it's on Tony times. They didn't want to be embarrassed, whatever it is. Maybe, you know, someone's going to be listening. I might say a shidduch. Anyway. What? So you have to obviously you have to know the context, right? Sometimes it would be okay. You have to you have to know the context. If you are going to distress someone by shocking them, that is not good. Another example, Rabbi, so listen to this. Okay, the Uraim brings this in Simon Kuf Pei. Says the Uraim, what if a person shows somebody else a very angry face, really angry face? Now, that person's going to be really upset. Now, you have to know. You have to know who it's done to. If the guy doesn't care less what your face is, then obviously. But if the guy does, and you're showing him an angry face, that is a terrible thing. What about a child? You have to be very careful to show a child an angry face. Now, you have to know. If you're doing it for chinuch purposes, and you're not angry, but you're showing an angry face, then, 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 then that would be beautiful. Because you have to machanach your own child. But you have to do it in a nice way. And you have to know that you're not doing it out of anger. You're doing it out of reality. Right, it's another schmooze, not for now. Again? You want to, again, by definition, what did you say? I want to annoy my cousin. So he's going to get annoyed. That's so nice for him. You know what the problem is? I tell you what the problem is. You know, some of us are like, what? Seriously? Come on. What's he, what's he, what's he telling us over here? He's like, you know, brainwash us into like, like a robot. Can't do anything in life. Come on. We all do these things. These are normal things. You know what the problem is? The problem with all of this, and it applies to so many things, is we grew up with this being okay. But it's not okay. It's really not okay. You know, we should, unfortunately we don't, but we should view speaking Lashon Hora as eating Chaza. We don't, but we should. In fact, eat, speaking Lashon Hora is way worse than eating Chaza. But unfortunately, the guy is Chaza, like, oh my gosh, is he religious? Like, seriously? How can he do that? Guys, he's Lashon Hora. He's a normal guy. Come on, man. You know what? Unfortunately, we've grown up in societies that things are okay. No, they're to be understood, they're to be taken for granted. It's a problem that we've grown up that scaring people and making practical jokes on people is okay. It is not. Let it be heard here, Rabbi Isai. You heard it here first. It's not okay. It's not okay. Is that clear?
It's not okay. These are things brought down by Rishonim and Achronim and Poiskim. To scare people is a nastvorim. It's a terrible avera. We have no idea the consequences of our actions. Okay? And a person has to be careful. We mentioned, by the way, asking someone who has a store how much something costs if you have zero intention, a thousand percent, no way I'm going to buy this. Not because I don't want to buy it, because I can't afford it. I'm just, I'm messing around the board. So I go around the airport, go to all the fancy jewelry places, ask them how much it is. It's a joke, right? But he doesn't take it as a joke. He gets upset because he gets excited when a guy walks in. Choshevi, Shiva Bocha walks in dressed all nice. He's like, oh wow, this guy's got it, you know, this guy could buy something nice. And all of a sudden he knows it's a joke. You've upset him. We don't re- even go him. You don't realize the consequences of actions. Why not? You're allowed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why not? Because we're going to do it to a Jew. That's a Chal Hashem too. It could be a Chal Hashem as well. It's even worse. One of the worst of those. You might as well not eat Chaza. I don't like that, by the way. You might as well eat Chaza. There was a guy, a certain Rosh Yeshiva once told me years ago, he said to me, there was a guy in his Yeshiva that did every single Aveir in the book. Mamash, you know it? He did it. Okay? His grandmother called up this Rosh Hashiva, Erev Yom Kippur, and said, could you please make sure that my grandson goes to the mikveh before Yom Kippur? He's like, seriously? Come on. That, that's what you're worried about? Like, the guys have everything wrong in the book. Mikveh? So I, I disagreed, and I said, I bet him to the going. I found out it's the going. Just because someone's doing something wrong, does that mean he should continue doing things wrong? He should do nothing right? right? Eating one garlic means you should eat another garlic? No. Just because you do something wrong doesn't mean you continue doing something wrong. That's not how it works. Right? The Gemara says that. Just because you ate one garlic and your breath smells, you should continue eating garlic? No. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, yeah, you're right. I agree to you, Mikvah's not did what he should be working on right now. But if you will go to Mikvah, it's a beautiful thing. Why not? If he wants to do it and he can do it, well, just because he's doing all that things, he shouldn't go to Mikvah? Well, a guy's, guy's not making brachas, so he shouldn't bench and he shouldn't... Come on. Like, well, what I will give you another example, okay? Most guys do not know this. I believe there's a chiddush for everyone in this room. I don't think anyone heard this before. Okay? Even you. <laughs> when you disturb somebody's sleep, that is not gezel shena. There is no gezel shena when you steal someone's sleep because stealing is a tangible thing that you steal. When you steal someone's sleep and you disturb his sleep, you're over on the issa of a nast varim. You have distressed him. Be very careful. I want to give you an example. My Rosh Hashiva of Scheinberg, Zatzal, used to tell us, I remember... As a bacha, he was very makbid in Allah, he was a huge poisik. And he used to tell us, don't be makbid on doing nagel vasa within dalad amus of your bed. We know that there's Allah that you should not walk dalad amus from your bed before you do nagel vasa. You shouldn't walk dalad amus with, with your hands, Tommy, you should do nagel vasa. Some people have a bowl next to their bed. In Torah, for example, there was a sink in every, in every room. As far as I know, most guys have a sink in their room as well. Now, I don't know. If every sink is within Daladamas, I think in most rooms it probably is. Right? Most of it is. So he would tell us, don't be mukbid on that. Rather go outside to the bathroom and wash Negavas over there, even though you're doing more than Daladamas. Why? Because you're disturbing someone else's sleep. Now I'm presuming, I never asked him, I'm presuming he's talking about the time that people would get up for Shachlis anyway. This was a normal time to get up. He wasn't talking about an hour earlier why you're disturbing someone's sleep. He wants to have another hour of sleep. He's talking, I think, about the time that everyone got up for Shachlis. But don't be machmeh. 
on Yenim's Cheshben. It's a very big concern. Agar, there's a kula about that also, that one house, one building is all considered to be Dalad Amas. It's another reason he was Mekel because it wasn't such a problem. But the point is, what he was saying is to disturb someone's sleep. Even though you're doing Negevats, it's a wonderful mitzvah, it's a beautiful thing within Dalad Amas. Come on, Ma'alacha. Same of Urshin Alacha. It doesn't make a difference. Don't, not on someone's Cheshben of their sleep. Person has to be very careful. I know Stvarim is a very, very, very Choma Issa. We don't even realize we're doing it sometimes. Disturbing someone's sleep is I know Stvarim. Is that clear? Let's move on to Rabbi Sai. Okay? And by the way, Moving furniture is included in this, you know, speaking on the phone, all of these things. It doesn't mean making a noise, nafdafka, with your mouth. It can mean doing something that annoys someone, he's trying to go to sleep, he's waking up for shakas, because you decide you want to wake up for the four o'clock cake in the afternoon, this guy wants to be there for shakas. That's how it works. And therefore you've got to have sensitivity to other people, okay? I'm not discussing that if your roommate is ultra-sensitive and every time you open the handle of the bathroom he wakes up and gets annoyed, that's kind of not your fault. If you're doing it slowly and quietly in the best care possible and he wakes up from that, so then, you know, obviously that's not included in this, right? Yes, sir? What's the right way to tell somebody, like, about Salaha? About this Salaha? Yeah. So you could tell him that he should go on to toeanytime.com or go to Spotify. No. He should download that for free. It's free. It's a free app, by the way. It's a free app. It's a free app. Okay. Bye, sir. Um, forward slash donate on the base David website. Anyway, um, the point is, uh, where am I? We need, we, need, we need a game room, right? Anybody want to donate? Um, we need Svarim. Actually, we do need, we do need Svarim. Anybody want to donate Svarim? But anyone has my money could donate Svarim to Yeshiva. We're looking at art schools from. Why are we discussing this? How do we get onto this? So Yitzhak Kodesh wants to know how to tell other people. So you have to be respectful. It's very important to be respectful and respect other people. And not the, oh, the locher is that you're even, oh. When you have to prove your point from Chazal, you're probably wrong. You know, you could have a couple that are in therapy. And the husband tells the therapist, right? This has been done before, by the way. The husband tells the therapist, tell my wife, I'll pee Torah, that she's wrong. If you have to prove you're right, I'll pee Torah, you have a problem. Okay? What you have to do is you have to go over to someone privately, put his arm on the shoulder, tell him that you love him. He's a wonderful yid. He's a beautiful neshama. And the neshama loves him. There's, he's doing amazing things in yeshiva. He's steiging. He's amazing. There's just one little thing that we hope that if you would do this, it would be even better. And that would be not to speak on your phone at 2.30 in the morning when I'm trying to get up to, you know, for Shachos next morning and you are not. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Rabbi Say, one last thing for today. One last thing today. Is there ever a time that Aynas Tavorim does not apply? Meaning, all the halachas that we've mentioned, is there ever a time that it doesn't apply? And therefore, you're allowed to do it. Okay? You're going to like this, Rabbi Say. Samach, are you with me? Listen to this. If you're giving Musa to somebody else, yes, this is going into your sugya. It, now, they say that nowadays we don't know how to give toichacha. We're not on the level. The Pasuk, when it talks about hachir, techir, hasamisacha, we'll talk about it. It says over there, and don't do an avera, which means be careful when you're, when you're mechir someone, when you tell them off, when you rebuke them, don't cause it to you know, turn into an avera. So you have to be very, very careful. Generally, the Swarim say that we're not on the level of giving Musa. And most people are not on the level to receiving Musa. Like the famous story of Shinsha Pincus was walking once in Benebarak and he sees a yid over there that was biting his nails. He was biting his nails on Shabbos. Now, biting his nails on Shabbos is an Issa and he didn't know what to do. He's going to go, Shabbos! He decided he's not going to do that. He ran over to the day. He, gave, he said to him, you know, explained to him nicely that, you know, it's Shabbos today and biting his nails is Asa. And the guy said, 
Thank you so much for telling me. And he gave him a hug. See, that was beautiful. But unfortunately, most times it doesn't work that way. Most times, oh, who are you to talk? And oh, what do you know? And all of a sudden, you're a big son. And people do that. Unfortunately, people are not on the level of accepting, most of accepting rebuke. However, if it's being done properly by someone that you know will listen to you and someone that you know you have the influence over, then there's no problem of an uh, to him because at the end of the day, you're doing it for his good, obviously in the right way, without being angry, not insulting him. Next, a Russia. If somebody is a Russia, right? He's a, a Russia, meaning a, a Russia that is proven. He's Vade a Russia. He, a, he violates the Torah laws. Daf guy doesn't care whatsoever. It's, a, it's actually um, over there. In that case, you're allowed to insult him for his actions. You are allowed to insult him. The exception over here is a tinik shenishpa that we mentioned before. Most of the chilonim that we have in Eretz Yisrael are considered, said the Chazanish, to be a tinik shenishpa, which means tinik shenishpa means they're a child that were captured and kidnapped, and therefore they don't know the beauty of Yiddishkeit. And said the Chazanish, as long as you are not going to explain the beauty of Yiddishkeit, you cannot blame them. Even though they see Haredim, but unfortunately they get the portrayed version of Haredim on the news channels, which is fake news, and it's not right, and therefore that is what they're, you know, that's what they're looking at, and that's not right. But if you know someone is a Russia, then you are, and the reason you're allowed to do that is obviously to, you know, try and make sure that nobody else gets involved in this. And the last thing I both say is if someone is insulting you, then there is generally no problem if, of course, of course, you don't, it's better to remain silent, but you don't have to remain silent. You are allowed to defend yourself. And if defending yourself is a way to turn around the insult onto him and that would stop it, then that would be okay. Obviously, chenuch, we've spoken about that, is included as well. If you're mechanech someone, for example, if you're mechanech your talmidim, then you're allowed. If you're mechanech your wonderful children, then you're also allowed. Again, if it's done in the right way, obviously. Rabbi Isai, Next year we're going to be talking about another topic, but I really, really, really want everyone to think about this. Anas Tvarim is a very serious Issa. It's a Chomer Issa, as we said in the beginning of the Sugi of Anas Tvarim. You could hurt someone, and that hurt can be inside him, lasting for years and years. As an example, I gave you even for my own life, right, on a small scale, but it can happen on a big scale. It's the way you talk, it's the way you act, it's the way what you say. It's so important for us to be aware of how we say what we say, to whom we're saying it, if they're extra sensitive people, to be more sensitive. Of course, you say them and everyone else, included even more so. And I'll say, be very, very, very aware of this, because the more we're aware of this, the greater chance we're going to have of fixing up this problem. Mitzvah Shem, next time, we'll go to a different sugya. <laughs>